0: Welcome to Mountain Grace, the weekly sermon from me, the Reverend John White, priest at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Camillus, New York. This week, it's the story of the prodigal son, a story of God's boundless love. To bear the dreadful curse for my soul, for my soul, to bear the dreadful curse for my soul. To God and The Gospel of Luke in the 15th chapter. All the tax collectors and sinners were coming near to listen to Jesus. And the Pharisees and the scribes were grumbling and saying, This fellow welcomes sinners and eats with them. So Jesus told them this parable. There was a man who had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that will belong to me. So he divided his property between them. He would gladly have filled himself with the pods that the pigs were eating, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired hands have bread enough and to spare? But here I am, dying of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me like one of your hired hands. So he set off and went to his father. But while he was still far off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran and put his arms around him and kissed him. Then the son said to him, Father, Now his older son was in the field, and when he came and approached the house, he heard music and dancing. He called one of the slaves and asked what was going on. He replied, Your brother has come, and your father has killed the fatted calf, because he has got him back safe and sound. Then he became angry and refused to go in. His father came out and began to plead with him, but he answered his father, Listen, for all these years I have been working like a slave for you, and I have never disobeyed your command. Yet you have never given me even a young goat so that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came back, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fatted calf for him. Then the father said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. But we had to celebrate and rejoice, because this brother of yours was dead and has come to life. He was lost and has been found. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. So in this gospel story today, we have Jesus telling the story of what we usually call the parable of the prodigal son. Uh, some people call it the parable of the loving father. I think we, also, we could also call it the parable of the peevish older brother, but no one ever does. I don't know. Anyway, so we've got this story, and this story is part of a series of stories about things that have been lost. And things that have been found. And it's important to remember that when Jesus tells us these stories, especially this story today about the prodigal son, he is responding to a specific criticism leveled at him by the Pharisees. And it's important to remember that the Pharisees are really, they're the most respectable people. right? They're the people who have, who have done well. The people for whom the system really works. The people who have have made good choices. They went to the right schools and they got the right kind of jobs. And they've always been very responsible and paid their mortgage on time and are never cheating on their taxes. They're good people. And it's important to remember that. that They are are essentially good people. And they're very interested in how do they follow God. But they're very obsessed with the rules. The law. And they're interested in... And the law primarily talks about how we worship and what we do in temple and how we relate to our neighbors. And the Pharisees are very interested in extending those rules, that law, into every aspect of their life so that they always know how to act, so that they can always make the right choice. That's important to the Pharisees. That's their understanding of what it means to be God's people. But Jesus tells them the story because they're complaining because Jesus isn't like that at all. Jesus does not hang out with the respectable people. He hangs out with the sinners, prostitutes, the tax collectors, all of the bad people. He's in the bad neighborhoods in the places that respectable people don't go. That's where Jesus is. And, And Jesus is claiming at one time to say that he is the son of God and yet, He's doing all these disrespectful things. And so the Pharisees have a hard time sort of squaring that circle that if Jesus is from God, why is Jesus hanging out with all of the bad people? Shouldn't he be with us, the good and the respectable people? That makes sense, right? And so this story that Jesus tells is meant to help them open their minds to see how they relate because the truth is that in the story, the prodigal son sort of represents people for whom things haven't gone well. Whether through their own choice or through things that happened to them. But people who aren't respectable and good. And the son, the older son, he's the Pharisees, right? And so the father represents Jesus and and by association, God. So it's an interesting question. I had a professor in seminary, Dr. Powell, Dr. Mark Allen Powell, he's written a bunch of books Um, brilliant man, and he said, you know, I have taught in seminaries all over the world, because he taught in my seminary in Ohio, but he'd also taught at a seminary in Tanzania, in Africa, East Africa, and in Russia, and he says, you know, when I ask this question, I always get a different answer depending upon what country I'm in. He says, the question is, why is the prodigal son hungry? He says, now most people in America will say, well, because he squandered his money. He didn't make good choices. He says, but if I ask that question in Russia, they always say, because there's a famine in the land. Everybody's hungry. It's a famine. But in Tanzania, if I ask that question, they almost always answer, because no one gave him anything. He's not with his own people. And so the answer to why the prodigal son is in the position he's in is somewhat Colored in the way we see it by the culture that we live in, but it also represents all of the ways that things can go wrong. Right? I mean, he made bad choices, sure, but he's also finding himself in dire circumstances that are totally beyond his control, that he's in a place where there's a famine. At the same time, he's also facing difficulties because he's finding himself isolated from the community in which. He feels that he's a part of. He's far away from people who love him and care for him and want to take care of him. He's an outsider. And so all of us in our lives have probably been in one of these situations. We have been the prodigal son at one time or another in our lives. I'm pretty sure that everyone here at least once in their lives has made a really bad decision. At least one. Maybe it was your first marriage. Who can say That's mine. Anyway, um, but we've also been in situations where things are happening that are just totally out of our control. We just find ourselves facing things that we would never have anticipated, that had nothing to do with what we chose, but have just befallen us, that we find ourselves in difficulty. And all of us have probably felt alone and disconnected. All of us have probably been far away from people we love at a time when we really need them. So all of us have been the prodigal son. And what Jesus is reminding us is that God's love is almost reckless in this generosity. That when we find ourselves in difficult circumstances, whether through our own choice or not, that God's love is not altered. That there's nothing that separates us from the love of God. God's love, God's generosity, the abundance of God's world is always available to us. And that there are no decisions we can make, no circumstances we can find ourselves in, no amount of isolation that can take that away from us. And and the peevish brother, right, he represents the Pharisees because it's about his motivation and intentions. That he does the right things, but not because he feels out of his heart a desire to sort of love and, and, and be an icon of God's love in the world, but because they're obsessed with the rules. You've got to follow that. And so they're, they're closed off. Their eyes and arms and hands aren't open to anything outside of the very tight boundaries that they've built for themselves. And essentially, that's a position of fear. And fear is not of God. It's afraid that if you just, if you, if you just mess up on one rule, things are going to go wrong. But that's not how the world works. Stuff happens whether you deserve it or not. That's, that's the stuff of life. And so what Jesus is, is trying to show the Pharisees, and what he tells us is, this is an invitation That that the father's love for the older brother has not been altered by the celebration for the younger one. That that the love that the father has for the rule following son, who who seems pretty unhappy, hasn't hasn't altered because of either the brother's leaving or returning. That God's love is as available to him as it is to the younger brother. But the younger brother was lost, and God is very interested in the lost. But the the Pharisees aren't lost. They're just choosing not to know where they are. There's a difference. And so the younger son has realized and understood how separated he has become from God's love. But the older brother, he's confused the rules with God's love. And so God's invitation to us is to imitate the recklessness of God's love as shown in this story, right? That everything that we need is available to us and everyone in this world should have enough. And when we find people who don't have enough, the ugly truth is it's because as some kind of greater of society, we have chosen to make sure that they don't have enough. And in our individual lives, with whatever resources we've been gifted, whether it's talent or or treasure, money, or time, how we use that matters. And if, if we are invited and follow through with God's invitation to respond to the world with love, with whatever resources we have been given, that we are the stewards of, Because one of the things that Jesus is also reminding us of is that the things of this world aren't permanent. They're not yours. They're God's. They came from God. And when you're gone, they'll still be here. And you won't take them with you. And so if you are fortunate enough to be a steward of great resources like the father in the story, you are invited and compelled because of God's love for you, to share that love into the world. And that when we encounter the lost, our obligation is to shower them with God's love. But God's love isn't some ethereal thing, it's stuff we actually do. That God's love is made manifest in the world through our actions and through our choices. By our willingness to reflect God's love in what we do. To be generous of spirit, generous of heart. Generosity is at the heart of Jesus' message. Because as Luke is telling us constantly in his gospel story, that our intentions matter. And that our invitation is to respond generously out of love and not out of some narrow sense of duty or, or because we're following the rules, because that closes off our hearts. And to achieve the kingdom of God, we have to open our hearts to true generosity. You know, God's invitation to us is to build this kingdom of God through our actions and choices. God doesn't want us to be respectable people. God wants us to be loving people. Generous people. People who, who don't artificially insert barriers between themselves and others to free themselves of any sense of obligation. And following Jesus is a weighty path. It's true. It's not easy. But Jesus also reminds us that any other path you choose will be even more burdensome and more difficult. And that the burden that Jesus offers is so light compared to the burdens of the evils of the world that it will feel like we have no burdens of all to give of ourselves generously, openly, lovingly. That's our call. Amen.